Hey, welcome to The Centre Podcast. We're a church based in Dural, Sydney, who love Jesus and want to share the message of hope that he brings for all people. We pray that you're blessed by this word and that it reveals God's love for you in a new way. Enjoy. Good morning, church. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, Happy Mother's Day to all the mums out there, um, to the new mums, to the step mums, to the not yet mums, to the fur baby mums, to the foster mums, to the should be mums, to the heavenly mums, to the rainbow baby mums. We see you and we love you. I'm only a young mum. I have a two and a four year old. And this is probably the first year that I actually feel like Mother's Day is actually happening. Um, Asha brought home the cutest little gift from preschool for me. It'll probably die. Um, it's a little pot plant with a little flower in it. I can't remember the name, um, but I know you can eat them. Um, and he painted it and it's purple and you touch it and the purple comes off in your hands and it's, it's absolutely delightful. Um, I did get breakfast in bed this morning, so ooh. Um, and as I said, it's probably the first year that it really feels a bit like Mother's Day. M my growing up, my dad always would give my mum flowers on Mother's Day, which is which was so beautiful. Big bunch. He's a really good flower giver. Fortunately, I have not married one of them. Um, sorry, Mitt. But what he did do, what my dad, I should say, did was every year on Mother's Day, he would give my sisters and myself a lucidendrum. And he'd say, this is for you, my princess, which is really beautiful. But I guess we haven't come here to talk about that today. We've actually come to talk about mothers of the Bible. There are a lot of mothers in the Bible, or mother figures, passages that we can look to to help guide us as mothers or help guide anyone really. I decided to look today at the book of Ruth and Proverbs 31. Something that I learned recently, which you may or may not know, is that in the Hebrew Bible, Ruth falls straight after Proverbs 31. So we have the epilogue, the wife of noble character, and we go straight into Ruth. Commentary on the ESV, Study Bible, regards Proverbs 31, and it tells us of the ideal woman. She is virtuous, strong, and selfless. She does not wait to be served, but rises early before the sunrise to delegate tasks and engage in business. My question is, do we look at the book of Ruth and see that? I love that nothing in the Bible is by chance. Um, nothing is an accident. God is divine and the, what he has given us is pretty incredible. Um, I think we look at these two passages and the book and we see lots of parallels. Like most things in my life as a mum, I go to Mitch to talk about things. I am a talker. I am a verbal processor. So when Murray turned around and asked me if I wanted to talk today, I was like, Mitch, what do I talk about? Um, he, in his godly wisdom, said, let's pray. And also, I can help you if you need anything. So like the good, beautiful husband that he is, he lovingly sent me a few blog posts, which was, which was amazing. 
Um, it's amazing to have someone who has such a wealth of knowledge to stand by me and journey with me in this life. Um, he sent me a blog post by the author Anna Anderson um, and she says it right, in my opinion. We might not recognise Ruth as a woman worthy of praise or as a woman of Proverbs 31, perhaps because of her poverty. She appears on the road from Moab without a bustling household, without a husband who trusts her, children who praise her or servants whom she blesses. What we see with is what we see her is with little means to creatively improve her lot. What we do see from Ruth is that she is a strong woman of the Lord. She heads to the fields, she gathers grain, she works with her hands, and she brings that food and sets her fruit of her labours before Naomi. Just as it says in Proverbs 31, she seeks about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for the task. And so we do see that she fulfills some of the criteria of Proverbs 31. I think it's really interesting to think about the women in our lives who support us, those who are motherly figures and those, uh, or someone, anyone, who journeys alongside us somehow. How can we see these people in our lives like the people of the Bible? And how can we use the Bible to guide our steps? I was at a wedding recently. For those of you who don't know, I am a wedding and lifestyle photographer. And so I love going to weddings and I love seeing what the speeches are like of all the family members. But I went to a wedding recently and I got to witness the groom talk about his mum in such an incredibly beautiful way. She immigrated to Australia with three young boys. Uh, she was a woman of colour and she came in a time that was very difficult for that. She was a single mum and she worked so hard and so long to serve and, and protect her boys. But what got me thinking and what really touched my soul was the way in which her boys spoke about her, the legacy that she left behind. Well, she still does. Um, I think almost everyone in that reception had wet eyes. I think it's also important to think about context. Um, it's important to remember with the Book of Ruth that in biblical literature, Moabite women were notoriously bad. They weren't woman, women of high esteem. They weren't women of noble character. Um, they were the complete opposite. Um, Ruth breaks this mould. Ruth supported by Naomi and became the sole provider of her family. Ruth also listened to the advice of Naomi with regards to Boaz. It's actually pretty amazing stuff. Ruth goes beyond the instructions of Naomi and in a way we see her calling out her boldness. In that blog post, Anna Anderson says, we as the reader can stand in awe, wondering what possessed her, possessed Ruth, to demand her boss to marry her. She was a servant. She was a Moabite woman making a demand of an Israelite. She was a woman in a time where women didn't have many, much standing, making the demand of a man. She was a poor person demanding that of a rich man. 
Also, she did this under the cloak of darkness and she, where, where she laid at his feet waiting. Would you do what Ruth did? I don't know if I would. There are definitely times in my life where I've, I've, I've felt that I've had the determination of Ruth, um, where I've had to advocate for my children, in, Asher in particular. But when I look at Proverbs 31, I look at it and go, oh, that's really hard to be a woman of noble character is hard. What the book of Ruth shows me is that we don't have to be defined by our circumstances. Ruth, the great-grandmother to David, the line of Jesus, broke the mould as a Moabite woman. She was the epitome of Proverbs 31, even if we can't fully see it. We can choose to strive to be women like Ruth or people like Ruth and to be a wife of noble character, even if we don't feel like we can achieve it because we have something even better. We have Jesus along for the journey. So what I'd like you to do this week is if you haven't read the book of Ruth recently and you haven't read Proverbs 31 in a long time, go home this week and read them together. See how Ruth is the epitome of Proverbs 31. See how we can live our lives striving to look to Jesus. If this is something also that you feel that you might struggle with, um, I want you to also look at Hebrews 12, verse 2. Let us run the race, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that you give us your word, your word to strive towards, your word to live by. I pray that today as we continue to hear from two incredible women that you continue to speak to us and guide us and give us opportunities to grow in you. Amen. That was amazing, Rach. Thank you. How about giving her some encouragement? I think you're going to get three very different talks from three very different people today. Um, I guess I've put it the word at the top of the page for my talk and it's just perspective. I'm the mum of um, two boys and each has a, a beautiful wife and I have four and soon to be six scrumptious grandchildren. My mind goes back to a moment um, of defiance by a little three-year-old who wasn't Jeremy. <laughs> As I gave him an instruction, he stood there and he said, you're not the boss, God is. And I said, well, I'm God's little helper, now get to it. <laughs> so to all the Sunday school teachers out there, I'd like to just encourage you that um, don't inter underestimate the words that you speak over our little people because they, they're listening and they go deep. When Murray asked me to um, do something today, as he was even speaking to me, I had a, a, a verse pop into my mind and um, 
seemed a little bit odd, but it hasn't left me all week, so that's the basis of this talk. And it's um, first mentioned in Luke, and it's after the shepherds came to visit the baby Jesus. They got their um, message from the angels and they went looking for Mary and Joseph and they found them. And they uh, came and honoured uh, the baby Jesus and then they went and told lots of other people about him. And the verse says, But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And I can only think of that being as all, all the words that had been spoken over her and the prophecies given to her and the promises made to her and the honour given to her baby and the hopes and dreams for his future but all with little understanding, things that she just uh, couldn't talk about out loud and, and, and really just had to save them and uh, trust the Lord. <clears throat> the second time um, a similar phrase is mentioned is um, after they had been um, to Jerusalem and then they lost Jesus on the way home so Jesus was about 12 years old and he wasn't where they expected him to be. And um, Sue talked about the emotions of Mother's Day earlier, but I thought all the emotions that would be churned up in her when she discovered Jesus wasn't there. And in amongst hordes of people travelling from different cities, they searched for him. And it wasn't just for a few minutes, or a few hours, it was for three days they searched for him. And you can just imagine as a mum, the emotions and how frantic she must have been, um, how fearful, how anxious, and just the panic that, that she would have been going through at that point. And finally, they found Jesus in the temple and basically she gives him a serve about why, why she treated why, she, why has he treated them in such a way? And it's typical of sort of an emotional outburst. You'd be so infuriated but also then just so relieved that you found him and he's safe and well. And it says, the verse says, uh, but Mary treasured all these things in her heart. So it was all the things she'd experienced, all the things she's observed but had no real answers or understanding of. And I'm fascinated by Jesus' response because it's the equivalent of you're not the boss, God is. Being a mum to me has meant learning on the job, learning on the run, bumbling my way through it. At times Rob and I pinch ourselves We thought we, when we say uh, our two boys have turned out pretty well. How did that happen? Thank you, Lord. We do make mistakes and uh, I've made lots of them. Um, people can tell you certain things but until you've experienced them yourself, uh, you don't quite take them or you, don't, you just don't have that depth of understanding or the actual concept of, of what they mean until you've had your own experience. And um, as time has gone by, I've stored up those treasures in my heart and I remember them um, from time to time and I'm encouraged by um, to trust God 
with them over time. I'm encouraged to, um, my faith has been increased. My understanding comes about as I have my own experiences and I, I think about my own mum and my grandmothers and my aunts and those who sewed into my life. With um, so many different aspects of um, just being a woman, being a human being, being uh, gracious, being in encouraging. But until um, until I've actually, it's the beauty of there is one good point of getting older. You are. Uh, you have the opportunity to experience a lot, but I'm still learning along the way and I'm still realising after certain little experiences, oh, that's what mum must have been going through. Oh, oh that's what Nan would have been talking about when, she, when this happened to her. And uh, it's, um, I find it fascinating that I'm still learning and still appreciating and still um, just developing such a heart of thanksgiving for all that um, the women in my family have done for me and my sister. So as the um, as I watch my own families grow, um, I love them to bits. I love them deeply, but I'm also aware that God's got them on their own journey, just as God had Jesus on His journey to fulfilment. They're on their own journey to fulfilment, and. So I can um, love them deeply but release them and um, trust God to help me find my peace in having a son on the other side of the world and um, not being able to interact with them so well, so easily, although we're very fortunate to live in the time that we, we do with such good um, communications. And I just uh, joy in watching them grow and develop and uh, the little ones are so funny and just watching their little personalities come out of them. And I realise that this is, uh, this is exactly what my mum and my family saw in me as I was growing up. So I'm getting to have that lovely experience of seeing that for myself and understanding uh, some of the treasures in my heart more deeply. And I'm... Uh, encouraged as as I see God at work, my, as I said, my faith grows deeper. My um, I can forgive more easily. I can um, trust God with the future, and I'm encouraged, I guess, most by knowing that I'm not the boss; He is. Good morning everybody. It's been a very long time since I've been up on this stage and um, I'd like to introduce myself. My name is Mum. Oh, wait a minute. No, it's Sharon. <laughs> it's been Mum for a long time. I became a Mum in um, 1988 when our Mel was born. We were very blessed to be travelling in a 22-foot caravan um, with a mission organisation and we were actually really blessed to have very little. And I say that because we, 
relied on God even more than what we do now um, because we had nothing. We brought a child into this caravan. She took up just a little square at the front. She shared her toast with her dad in the mornings and it was great. God actually provided us with um, another couple who were travelling with us and she was a midwife. So I had all my questions answered without any problem. So this morning I just want to take you on a little journey of my life and how God has intervened and God has just been so present um, just through everything that he's given us and everything that he has um, brought us through. So this great community that we were travelling with was just, you know, a blessing from God. We had our second daughter, Caitlin, in 1990. That was in the midst of running our own business, renting a house, similar to what a lot of people here are doing. Um, and it was trying to balance the life of two children and a husband working long hours but we had a great community. My parents decided to move to Harvey Bay when Caitlin was about six months old. So I really had to rely on my community and my friends and most of all my God to get me through that as well. Our son Thomas, you'll know Thomas if you saw him. He was born in 1993 and we just relocated a house from Caringbar to Riverston cut it in half, put it on a truck, took it up there. New church, new home, new area. But God provided a great community for us to be in, a great church that we could rely on people to help if it was required. In 1994, the Lord led us to Vision Valley. David became the property manager there and... We were at the campsite, it was great, country life, horses in the next paddock and the kids really loved it. And that's when we came to what was then known as Dural Baptist, now the centre. Um, and so we've had an association and a love of Dural Baptist for almost 30 years. So it's been a great time of friends coming and going, of our kids being nourished by youth group and also just the love of, of what we call our family. Now, things don't always go to plan. We went to Vision Valley thinking that that was a great place to be, that God wanted us there for a long, long time. But David was retrenched. And then the thoughts that go through your mind, I know there's people here that have been retrenched. And as a mother and as a wife, the sick feelings that go through your brain and everything. But God brings you back to, I've got this. I've got this in control. I've got you. I've got your family. So once again, God provided something. It was a rental property. Came with red shag pile carpet. That was great. And slugs, but we won't talk about that. <clears throat> so we were looking at um, options for our own home. And in the area, who wouldn't want to live in Arcadia? I mean, really. <laughs> they don't call it utopia for nothing. Um, and God provided land. We were able to build our own home. Once again, we got involved in the school community. We got involved in 
still we could keep our church community and that was great. Our lives have changed in so many ways over so many years. I don't want to say how many. <laughs> it's been a long time. Um, but the hardest part of mothering for me is always letting go. Right from the day when I dropped Melissa off at daycare, she walked in proud as punch that she could go to daycare. I went to the car and bawled my eyes out because she was okay. <laughs> How dare she be all right to leave me? But God had it in his hand under his control. So the, the small things, the big things, everything, we just had to hand over to God. So um, we pray for our children as they navigate school, church, friends, careers, life in general, allowing them to make what we may think are sometimes mistakes, <laughs> but praying that those mistakes, no, they were all in the plan of God and he can teach each of us through those things. I hope that we've given them the tools to be mums, to be children in the community, well, adults really, I always think of them as children, and we pray for wisdom as they struggle with life and their own relationships, handing that over to God and taking it off our shoulders. We can relax knowing God has got them in his care. We always have and have and have had an open home. Our kids' friends have always come and gone. I've loved with great joy speaking to them over the kitchen bench, having a laugh and sometimes praying with them, sometimes giving them a bed, no questions asked. So I have mothered actually how I was mothered. I'm very blessed to have been in a generational belief. My mother's a Christian, both my grandmothers were Christians. I was brought up with God all around me. Didn't guarantee that I was going to choose to be a follower of God, but I did. And it's, yeah, it's been a, it's been a great way to go. Um, I haven't always pursued what I thought I wanted to be because now I'm a nurse. I'm a teacher, I'm a psychologist, I'm a chef, I'm a chauffeur. I run my own Airbnb. <laughs> no bookings required. Um, I didn't quite make it in the marine biology side of things, but maybe that wasn't for me anyway. <laughs> um, I just bring a verse to my mind, uh, and God's given me that verse for today. It was Proverbs 22, verse 6. Train your children in the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not depart from it. I used to have a different slant on this, but I believe now that it's something that we need to help our children to discover how God has equipped them, encourage them in all their gifts, in all the ways that they can be an image of God in the community. And now I'm a granny, to two gorgeous boys and I have a little girl on the way. Um, I look forward to being involved in the village that is our family and continuing generational belief and the generational belief that I've been part of, passing that on to my next generation. 
I'd like to finish by saying that it takes a village to raise a child, which is a well-known saying. So church can actually be your village and we need to encourage one another and open up our village to those around us. So thank you for that and I pray you're blessed by what God might speak to your heart this morning about. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to help others discover this channel. Check out the description if you want to find out more or get in touch with us at the Centre Dural. But in the meantime, praying for God's hand over you as you continue to step into everything Jesus has in store for your life. Be blessed.